Welcome to this edition of Head to Head. I'm your host, Cam McKinney, and this is episode number 271 of the podcast. And on this episode, I'm talking about the lack of moves made by the Boston Red Sox at the MLB trade deadline. During the MLB trade deadline, there was thought that the Boston Red Sox would either add to their roster to make a push for the playoffs or that they would sell off some of their veterans who were on short-term deals. How things ended up going was the team did neither of the those things. They stood pat. When you look at the Red Sox roster on paper, what they needed was a veteran starting pitcher who is not an ace, but someone who will take the ball every fifth day. Someone like Lance Lynn, who was traded to the LA Dodgers. Jack Flaherty, who was traded to the division rivals, Baltimore Orioles. Michael Lorenzen, who was traded to the Phillies. Or the team could have made a move for an ace in the form of Lucas Giolito, who went to the Angels. Max Scherzer, who was moved to the Rangers, and Justin Verlander, who ended up with the Astros. Some have reported that the Red Sox were interested in Verlander. I don't buy that. I hate when these trade deadlines pass and a team says, well, we were interested in that guy. You have to get that guy if that's who you wanted. You didn't end up with Justin Verlander, so I don't care that you were interested in Justin Verlander. It's true that today's baseball is very different. You don't need five very good starting pitchers anymore, but you at least need four guys who can take the ball every fifth day and give you 150 innings, and the Red Sox don't have that. They have a lot of openers who you don't know what you're going to get out of from start to start. Nick Pavetta should probably be in the Red Sox rotation at this point. Him coming out of the bullpen no longer makes sense to me. And another reason the Red Sox should have been in on a starting pitcher was to make up for the mistake that was Corey Kluber. The Red Sox were banking on two-time Cy Young Award winner Corey Kluber to be a pivotal part of their rotation. He was a bust and the team has never really made up for that. They had a chance to at the trade deadline and they didn't take it and I don't understand why. You didn't need to give up a key prospect to get an average starting pitcher. Rightfully or wrongfully, the team clearly doesn't want to risk the future for short-term success. Yet I say that, and you look at the roster, is filled with guys like Justin Turner, James Paxton, Kelly Jansen, Chris Martin, Adam Duvall, all key players who are in their 30s. It doesn't make sense to bring in these players and not try to win in the short term, because when you don't make a move at the trade deadline, each and every one of these players is going to get ticked off and they have every right to be. Every team that is trying to make the MLB playoffs makes a move that will help with either the starting rotation or the bullpen. It's a sign of belief in your team. To some extent, I understand why the team didn't sell. It upset many last year when they traded starting catcher Christian Vasquez and some thought they might move on from James Paxton, who, other than Brian Bayo, has been their best pitcher. Some Red Sox fans and media hate the idea of the big additions at the deadline being players coming back from injuries. One of the big biggest issues all year long has been the shortstop position from both an offensive and defensive standpoint and Trevor Story is set to make his season debut soon and they also have pitchers Chris Sale and Garrett Whitlock coming back but there are big questions regarding those two. I like many no longer believe in Chris Sale. I believe he had a short amount of success. He was one of the best pitchers in the game. He's no longer that guy and the Red Sox need to stop pretending like he is that guy and I know they know the 
true too, but they need to keep doing this dog and pony show of saying he's going to come back and be a big part of the team. You can say those things, but then your actions can say something different, and the Red Sox actions have not been enough to make up for the fact that Chris Sale is not an active member of this rotation. In the future, they need to start building this rotation like Chris Sale is never going to be there, because in reality, he's most likely never going to be a reliable guy who you can bank on pitching every fifth day. Something is going to happen with Chris Sale in the future, and the Red Sox need to start building their team like they know that. And with Whitlock, I don't believe he's a starting pitcher. He makes way more sense in the bullpen. I think they are ruining this guy's career. I get it. They gave him cheap money, so they want to use him as a starting pitcher, but the best role for Garrett Whitlock on this team is in the bullpen. I would move Garrett Whitlock to the bullpen, and I would put Nick Pavetta back in the starting rotation. That's what makes the most sense to me for this team moving forward when it comes to the rotation. I personally would have kept James Paxton, but I would have sold off some of my other pieces, and one of them is outfielder Alex Verdugo. The Red Sox now have enough outfielders where they don't need to play Alex Verdugo every day. He's been suspended twice this season. He clearly doesn't have a long-term future with this team. If you can't move on from that player, what are we talking about? Do you value this guy or do you just not want to give him up? I don't understand Bloom keeping Alex Verdugo. You have so many other outfielders you can rely on. You could have also moved on from Adam Duvall. I think you should have moved on from one or two of them and probably both of them because they are not in the long-term future plans of this team. Adam Duvall is not going to be a Red Sox in two years and neither is Alex Verdugo. He is clearly not in favor with the franchise right now and one has to wonder if the reason they won't move on from Alex Verdugo is because he's the last piece of the Mookie Betts trade and they don't want to admit that that was an utter failure of a move. I don't hate Alex Verdugo as a player, but clearly he doesn't want to be a Red Sox long term and they don't want him on the team long term. That is a guy you clearly should have moved on from during the MLB trade deadline. It's kind of insane that the one guy you traded away was Kike Hernandez. Yes, I know Kike was for a long portion of the season the biggest problem on the team, but it's not like you got a whole lot back for Kike Hernandez. You had some players that other teams probably really wanted. James Paxton could be a missing piece on a team that's going to contend in the postseason. Kenley Jansen would have gotten you a lot during the MLB trade deadline. I just don't understand having a guy like Kenley Jansen not trying to make the playoffs and then not trying to trade him if you're not competing. You have to do one of those two things if you're going to have these players on short-term deals. So do the Red Sox feel like Kenley Jansen is going to be their closer the next time they compete for the playoffs? Like, I just don't understand the Red Sox timetable. When do they believe this team is going to be ready to compete to make the wild card? Because they're not that many games out of making the playoffs. Is it the division or nothing for these guys? Is it being a World Series contender or nothing for these guys? Like, what are we building for when it comes to the Boston Red Sox? I don't understand it, and clearly nobody does other than Heim Bloom. If you're a fan of the team like me, you should be frustrated. You can't see what direction your team is taking because frankly they feel directionless. They have good players on this roster.
roster. Rafael Devers is a star third baseman. He is one of the best third basemen in all of baseball. He is one of the best power hitters. He drives and runs. His batting average isn't as high as you'd want it to be, like it has been in years past. But Rafael Devers is a great building block, and he's the one guy you have locked in long-term for the future. One has to wonder, how does Rafael Devers feel about the Red Sox lack of moves at the trade deadline? You have this guy locked in. He wants to be a part of your team. He probably wants to compete to make the playoffs, and you don't do anything at the trade deadline. Like, how is Rafael Devers going to feel about that? Probably not very good. And then you have outfielder rookie Masataka Yoshida, who is a candidate for rookie of the year. This was a guy that some scouts said would not be a very good everyday outfielder. He has been one of the best players on the team. He has been one of your most consistent hitters. You hit on that guy. You have this guy for a window. He is going to be a very good player for you. You should take advantage of that window. And while he's here, try to put together the best team possible. And I don't feel like the Red Sox are doing that. You hit on a guy. Now take advantage of that moment. You also have first baseman Tristan Casas, who had an up and down beginning of the season, but now has really developed into the player. The franchise clearly thought he was going to be. He can get on base. He can hit for extreme power at times. This feels like a guy who's going to be here for the next five to ten years. He is a building block of the team. I just feel like how you also help develop these kind of players is you put them with veterans who have been there before. So at the trade deadline, make a move for a guy like Verlander who has been on the biggest stage and it helps these players like Tristan Casas and Brian Bayo develop into star players who know how to play in the big moments. Somebody needs to teach these guys how to play in those big moments. Yes, you have a guy like Justin Turner who played for the Dodgers. Yes, you have Kenley Jansen. You've done enough to put these guys with some of those guys, but I think you should also add more of those guys. And clearly, the team needed a starting pitcher. They should have gotten a starting pitcher who has pitched in the World Series before. That's the type of move I would have made during the trade deadline because not only would it make your team better, it would help the growth of your young players. And then the last guy I want to talk about is outfielder Jared Duran, who has quickly become the most exciting player on the roster. He is a five-tool player. He has really developed his defense this season. He runs the bases like a madman. He has surprising amounts of power. His growth is the reason why I believe you should have traded either Adam Duvall or Alex Verdugo for another piece to help your rotation, whether it was a starting pitcher or a reliever. You have Jared Duran. You don't need both Adam Duvall and Alex Verdugo anymore because Jared Duran is better than both of those players right now. So when I talk about that list of players, you can see that the team is starting to build a core that can be very good for years to come. So you look at that and you go, oh, I see what they're doing. They're looking about the next few years. I don't think you can do that in baseball. I don't think you can hesitate. I think in the moment, you need to take advantage of every single year you can compete to make the playoffs. Remember when the Washington Nationals had Steven Strasburg and Bryce Harper, and they were all like, oh, we're going to rest Steven Strasburg because we don't care about the now. We care about the future. Well, guess what? The future never really materialized. That team never made it to the big stage. That team never made the World Series. That team never became
became the best team in baseball. They had a chance to, but they were hesitant to compete during the moment. And I think that's happening with this Red Sox team. They didn't want to take advantage of the moment. They want to sit back and wait for the future. Well, in baseball, the future can come really quick, and it won't necessarily be the future you thought it was going to be. You can't bank on the fact that this core is going to be with you for the next five to ten years or that they're going to be as good as they are now. I think this Red Sox team is better right now than I thought they were going to be at the beginning of the season. And I think the Red Sox should have taken advantage of that during the MLB trade deadline because if you make those moves, your players would see that you believe in them and they would play their very best. I mean, look at what's happening right now as I'm speaking. The Red Sox are in a series against the Toronto Blue Jays. And in the first two games, they've lost in embarrassingly fashion because they're probably down on what the team did during the MLB trade deadline. And this has been something that's happened the last few MLB trade deadlines. You've made the team feel bad even though they were overachieving to a certain extent. The big issue with the Boston Red Sox is this is a team that used to spend a boatload of money to get some of the best players in baseball to play for them. They would even sometimes overpay for guys like Hanley Ramirez and Pablo Sandoval and the fan base got used to them spending that kind of ludicrous amounts of money. Carl Crawford, Adrian Gonzalez, John Lackey, the list goes on and on. Bobby Jinks, they would spend limitless amounts of money and now you're not doing that and you're also not making moves at the trade deadline to help your team grow. Then what are you doing? This team isn't going to wait for you to become one of the most consistent franchises because frankly, they don't believe you're on the path to being one of the most consistent franchises. There's a large amount of Red Sox fans that want the team to revert back to the way it was. They want the team to go all in in the offseason and try to make a pitch to get Shohei Otani. I do not believe that is going to happen. I would be shocked if the Red Sox spent five to six hundred million dollars on one player. I don't think that's the route this franchise is going, and I don't I don't necessarily believe they should do that, but it's what the fans want because you're not giving them moves at the trade deadline to compete, and then you're also not going to sign big free agents other than Trevor Story. I think that's a mistake. You have to do something outside of developing players to show your team you're competing, to show your fan base you're competing. Yes, getting Justin Turner was a very good move. Getting Yoshida was a very good move. But those aren't the splashy moves that Red Sox fans are used to. They want to go back to the way it was in under Heim Bloom. I don't see that happening anytime soon. Here's what Red Sox Chief Baseball Officer Heim Bloom told the media at a press conference right after the deadline. Quote, we really like what we're building. You've seen it. Like I said, it's not something that we're asking people to close their eyes and dream on. You're seeing it more and more each night on the field, the core we're building, what we're building towards understanding that we're underdogs this year right now with where we are in the playoff odds. We just try to stay true to that. That's a comment that most Red Sox fans are not going to agree with. They do not view the Boston Red Sox as underdogs. The same way that Yankee fans don't view the Yankees as underdogs. These are the powerhouses of baseball. They have stats 
stature. They have legacy. This is a fan base that saw Big Poppy dominate during the postseason. Manny Ramirez, Jonathan Papelbon, they are used to having exciting star players compete to make the postseason. Josh Beckett, Kurt Schilling, star players who win World Series titles. They're not underdogs. They've won five World Series titles since 2004. They're no longer the underdog Red Sox. This isn't the 1967 dream team like Heim Bloom thinks it is. There are expectations here that aren't being met. He's viewing it as the team is overachieving while the fan base is saying, I need you to go back to being that team that can consistently win 90 to 95 games a year and spend a huge amount of money doing it and also having star players on the roster. I mean, the Boston Red Sox had one all-star this year and it was closer Kenley Jansen. He is not a beloved player by the fan base. He's a guy that you are borrowing for the next few years. They are used to having all-stars who they love, like a Mookie Betts, like a Xander Bogarts who is now on the San Diego Padres. Even when the Red Sox weren't the best team in baseball, they always had star players. Pedro Martinez, remember in 1999, Nomar Garciaparra, I mean, those were two of the biggest stars in the game. Right now, the team only has one significant star player on the roster, and that's Rafael Devers. That's what fans are missing. And if you're not winning a bunch of games with these players, well, guess what? They're going to want you to go back to getting superstar players who they can root for for the long term because they've lost a lot of stars. They've lost Mookie Betts. They've lost Xander Bogarts. Part of my issue with Heimblum's comments is he's saying that we are seeing the birth of a good baseball team. Then why aren't you making minor moves to improve the team? Getting rid of Kike Hernandez is a good move. I think it does better the team. But getting rid of Christian Arroyo, I mean, he's a backup infielder who can hit a little bit. I didn't think getting rid of Christian Arroyo was the move the Red Sox needed to make. The Red Sox needed to add, not just subtract. They have some really good players on this team who I do believe are going to be a part of the core. I do believe they're going to be on the team the next time the team competes for a playoff spot. But in the here and now, all you needed to do was add a decent starting pitcher or two. You can't keep winning games with an opener because you don't have good enough openers. You're not that team. You're not the Tampa Bay Rays. You don't win with the opener. The Red Sox need three to four starting pitchers that they can heavily rely on. And Brian Bayo has been a little inconsistent the last few times out. So you can no longer even bank on him winning every single start. In the end, I, I believe some people think Bloom's job is in jeopardy. He didn't act like it at the trade deadline. He acted like a guy who didn't need to buy because he knows he's going to be here for the foreseeable future. Clearly, the team is banging on his vision, whether it's a good one or not. I believe Bloom is going to be here for the next two to three years to see if his vision of building a baseball team pans out because he has been right in quite a few regards this season. He's been right 
right about Duran. He's been right about Casas. He's been right about Yoshida. I'll give him that, but I will not give him what he did at the MLB trade deadline. He should have moved on from Verdugo or Duvall, and he should have added a starting pitcher just to show that you care about this year's team. You can't just keep caring about the future. At some point, you have to care about the here and now because that's the only thing the players on the roster cares about. They're not going to like you or want to play for your team if you don't care about the here and now. And I think that's a problem for the Red Sox, and I think it's going to continue to be a problem moving forward. Thanks for listening to this edition of Head to Head. I'm Cam McKinney, and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, so please rate, review, and subscribe.